If you want to start to take things to the next level, but you're not sure what's holding you back, then feel free to take my quiz. It's called the What's Holding You Back quiz, and you can find it at www.christinecorcoran.com.au slash quiz. It will take you through eight simple questions and then take you to your results, which will break down the main fear that's holding you back and ways to overcome it and resources to help support you overcoming it. Check it out and let me know which fear is holding you back. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is all about people pleasing and asking for help. This conversation has been coming a little while now because I've been recently helping helping some clients through the challenge of people pleasing and uncovering the real root cause and why we do it. So I thought I'd do a podcast episode to help others who are struggling with the people pleasing plague. That's probably the best way to put it. And I'm also going to dive into the uh, asking for help as well, because I find that some people who, not everyone, but some people who struggle with people pleasing also then struggle to ask for help. And so what awareness do we need to have? What behaviors do we need to change? And what do we need to start doing for ourselves to help us overcome this challenge? Because if we want to go far, we need other people on our team. We need that support. We cannot do it all on our own as much as we like to think we can. So are you a people pleaser? I'm going to dive into a couple of different ways that people pleasing shows up in our personal life, but then also how it shows up in our business life. So you can start to pinpoint some of the behaviors. And now you may not resonate with being a full-blown people pleaser, uh, or you may, and but I'm going to give you about these tips to be able to help you overcome those challenges along the way. So even if you aren't a people pleaser, you'll probably get a lot out of this episode. So here are some key attributes of a people pleaser. Struggle to say no when we really want to say no. So we're constantly saying yes to way too many things. We worry about hurting people's feelings and letting other people down. So we constantly say yes instead of saying no. We may feel like we're always giving, giving, giving and never getting and it just becomes exhausting. We can often pretend to agree with everyone rather than actually voicing our opinion. So when someone say, says, asks you something, you'd be like, oh, whatever you think, right? So it's usually those types of responses rather than actually saying, well, this is how I feel or this is what I need. We're constantly looking outside of ourselves for that answer and not trusting the voice within or not trusting the ability to give our own opinion. We can often feel responsible for how other people feel. We can feel taken advantage of, feel like we're, we're literally taken for granted. Constantly, I find that another trait that a lot of people pleasers have is that they say sorry for reasons that they don't need to be sorry for, like simple things like that weren't even their fault. They'll say sorry. They actually take responsibility for that. And that can be really detrimental to our self-worth. So it's really important that we start to pinpoint some of these behaviors and start to go, oh, actually, I say sorry a lot. Like, what's the point of that? Like, why do I do that? And what's something else I could say instead? So being able to change that behavior. Often when we go to that extent, when we're 
we go to the point where we're feeling so burdened. People pleaser feel so burdened by all the things that they have to do because they're constantly saying yes and they're adding things to their plate and they're feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and they don't feel like they're able to ask for help or they don't feel like they're able to say no to something. And then that can then end up being where we then don't actually even voice our needs and then don't admit when your feelings are hurt. So if someone does take advantage, rather than actually saying, hey, that was not right, we end up just glossing over it and just letting it go rather than um, saying something. And there is this thing that happens in that moment, right, that I need to point out. I'm going to point out that now before I go into the business aspects. But when we do that and we don't say, we don't stand up for ourselves, we don't say, hey, that's not on. I really appreciate if you would speak to me in a different way or I would really appreciate it if you showed appreciation or gratitude for the things that I do for you or whatever it is, right? There's ways to say in a polite way that's not going to create a personal attack or anything like that. But if we don't, right, when we don't say how that's made us feel, or we don't say what our needs are in that moment and we gloss over it and move past it. The thing is that your inner being, your yourself are actually, you're hearing it, right? So you're taking that on board and basically we're, it's like this belief that we then take on board that our opinion doesn't matter and that our, we don't, what our, our feelings don't even matter, right? Even though that's not the case, But by not speaking up and by not speaking your truth and by not sharing how you're feeling, you're not allowing the other person to engage in the conversation. You're not allowing the other person to be aware of it. So then you take on board that belief around, well, then my my feelings mustn't matter. And this is where we get to take the control back and take the power back and start to decide, well, actually, my opinion does matter. My feelings do matter. And you need to decide that for yourself first before you can start to get back that power and before you can start to eradicate the people-pleasing behaviors. So the other ways that it shows up in a business context is sometimes where we often give too much more than what someone's paying for, or we give more than what we quoted for, or when someone asks if you can do a better price or if you can drop the pricing instead of actually standing your ground or removing something from the quote, like saying that, yes, we can do something different, but it just means that you won't get this or this, right? By removing part of the quote, you're still speaking up for yourself. You're still standing your ground of what you're worth in regards to what you charge. But often when we people please, we we just go, okay, I'll, I'll do a better, for, better price for you. And you drop the price and you feel terrible about it, but you just do it anyway because you think that that's all it's worth, right? And then your value and your self-worth is so connected to that, which then chips a little bit off your self-worth more and more the more you do it. It can also show up with going overtime, so doing more work than is necessary. It could be um, above, you know, above and beyond what they asked for. It could be answering questions, answering messages, emails, text messages at all hours of the night rather than actually creating a clear boundary of the work hours that you put in. When you see the email come, and sometimes it's really attached to someone who is a really strong personality. So you feel like, oh, I've got to get back to them straight away. And so then you actually end up responding and it could be like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then you're actually teaching people how to treat you. And so that means that you're allowing them to think that you're available 24 seven when you really aren't. And so it creates this unsaid expectation of how much you're going to do for them and how available you're going to be to them. And so we need to be aware of that. So setting clear boundaries and knowing that you are just as important as your client 
and being able to disconnect that and having those clear boundaries is really important. So often when we get to the point where we're constantly giving and sometimes it gets to a point where it's such an extreme, we get to the point where we become so exhausted, mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted and we feel like this unsettling feeling and we never feel like anything's good enough, feel like everyone's taking taking us for granted. And then it can go two ways. One, it can be an awareness for us to be able to change a behavior and set clear boundaries. Or two, it can go to the other extreme where we're like, enough is enough. I'm not going to do anything for anybody ever again. And so then we end up going to that place of resentment and we go to that place of anger. And then we ended up, end up cutting ourselves off from all these other people that we used to help and used to serve. And then we sit in this place of resentment thinking that every single human being will take take advantage of you, which isn't the case. It's just a behavior that we've been portraying. And it's also that we're actually training another person how to treat us. And so that has to first come from you. How do you value yourself? So as we're going through this, there's some key parts that I want to kind of point out. And the first one is some people think that the opposite of people pleasing can be selfish and or self-love can be selfish or taking care of yourself first, setting clear boundaries can be selfish, but it really isn't. Honestly, you cannot continue to do the work you're doing if you don't take care of yourself first, right? It's the same reason with the analogy of the plane where the oxygen mask drops from the ceiling and they say to put your mask on first before you put it on anybody else. You need to be able to survive. And if you want to create a sustainable business, then eradicating people pleasing behaviors is only going to support you in in growing a sustainable business. The other key component is avoiding conflict or confrontation. Now this is a big one because the reason why most people people please is because we want to avoid that conflict or confrontation. And so I would love for you to reframe that and bring yourself back to the fact that it's actually just about communication. All forms of communication do not have to be in conflict. Even if you're voicing a different opinion even if you're going to a voice an opinion that might be different to everybody else's does not mean it's going to create conflict. So being mindful of how you see communication, because if you're seeing communication like it's going to be a form of conflict, then it's only going to set you up to be in a place of fear and it's going to set you up to interact with that person in that situation from a place of fear. So people pleasing, people often then try to keep themselves small because they don't want to upset anybody. They don't want to offend anybody. And then the way that they actually show up in that interaction is from a place of fear. So they actually, uh, their body language is closed off. They, their facial expressions are one of fear and apprehension about what's going to be said. And we are literally like playing that scared little person. And so then the other person then feels your fear and feels that energy and then stresses about what does that mean? And is there going to be conflict? So it's almost like setting up an environment for confrontation, right? So being mindful of the way that we show up and the expectations and the fear of that and anxiety about those interactions is almost going to be a self-perpetuating prophecy. The next thing we need to consider is the fear-based thinking that comes from creating the people-pleasing behavior. And that's usually a fear of rejection. So worrying about what people are going to say uh, and rejecting them for having a certain opinion or, or just expressing themselves in general, right? And that's very connected to 
needing to look outside of ourselves for approval or validation. So when we're looking to other people to validate our opinion, validate our voice, or we're looking for approval to make sure that it's okay. So that's where we've lost that trust within ourselves and we're looking outside of ourselves for that. And the other key part is the fear of the consequences. So what's it going to mean if they don't like what I have to say? So then we say yes, even though we want to say no, we continuously give, we don't voice our feelings, we don't voice our opinion, and then we don't interact in the in the relationship because of that fear of the consequences like what's going to happen if this happens right that's that confrontation that conflict that we stress about when really underneath it all we need better communication which is clear boundaries but we also need to value ourselves first the answers that you need are actually within you yet there's been experiences that you may have had in your life that have may have taught you otherwise, right? And it is a mix of a lot of different things, but I'm going to go into uncovering the root cause in a moment. But really, it may be actually meeting a need. So often people pleasers will do it because they want to feel needed. They want to feel valued. Yeah, which is everyone wants to feel valued. But when the people pleasing behavior has gotten a little bit of out of control and rather it be saying yes to things you actually want to say yes to, and it becomes that extreme of saying yes to everything to really, that's the only way that you're meeting that need to feel valued. That's actually a need for significance. So needing to feel important, needing to feel valued. So sometimes it can get a little bit out of control where it's meeting that need unresourcefully rather than in a sustainable, resourceful way and way that still values your own opinion, still values your own worth before giving it to other people to try and get that feeling of being valued. The other need it could be meeting is connection. So sometimes people please as well say yes and help others because that's their only way of gaining connection with another human being. And this is a core need. So every human being needs it to survive. And so when we do it again, it's an unresourceful way. There's other ways to meet your need for connection that doesn't have to end up being people pleasing behavior because at the end of the day, it's not true connection because if you're not showing up in that relationship with another person and showing up as your true self and sharing your opinion, your ideas, your beliefs, your values, your um, insights, then that's a very one-sided relationship, right? The other person is sharing everything that they want and need and yet you're just saying yes and agreeing to it. It's actually not a real strong relationship. And so you're actually possibly missing out on so much more connection and love that you could be getting from that relationship, but because you're showing up in a people pleasing way, then it's actually disconnecting that connection. And so when we have that awareness, we can start to go, okay, so for me to be able to improve my relationships and gain more connection, I need to show up as me and I need to show up authentically and I need to show up in a way that feels good for me. So then I'm accepted for who I am because that's a true connection with a relationship. When you're truly accepted for who it is that you are and you get to have great conversations and connect with another human being on that level of being truly accepted, then that's true connection and love, right? So being able to just have that awareness to realize that the way that you're showing up in relationships and you may be getting that connection from them in a way that you do something for them and then they say thank you and they really appreciate you might be actually giving you that fulfilling that need for connection, but know that that's only halfway, right? That's actually not supporting a long-term relationship. It's not a sustainable way of building a strong relationship. You need to have that vulnerability. You need to have that, uh, that feeling of safety that you can share your opinion. And if that's 
relationship isn't giving you that, then one, you need to choose your own behavior and decide to change that part. And then if that other person doesn't accept you as you are, then you get to choose to walk away from that as well. So please know that in every element of this, it all comes back to your choice. And a lot of the time, so let me share a story with you, actually. So I had a client of mine that came to me and she really had been identifying with being a people pleaser. And she noticed that it was starting to affect her business. It was starting to affect her relationships and it was starting to affect her moving forward in what she wanted to create. And so we looked at, okay, so how was it showing up for her? And how it was showing up for her was that it was, she was saying yes to everything, constantly saying yes to everything and just taking everything on board. She was constantly looking outside of herself for approval and validation. So whatever she created something for her business, she looked to other people to see if it was okay. And so she then ended up questioning everything, whether anything was good, right? So then she would question, she'd create something, put it out there. And she would, even before putting it out there, actually question whether it's any good. And it ended up turning into perfectionist tendencies because she would then hold back from launching anything or putting anything out to the world because of the fear of it not being, you know, being, it being rejected, not being approved by the, by the people that she looked up to for that approval and validation. And then that created a feeling like she never felt good enough. And so when we uncovered all of this, it was coming down to her own self-trust and coming down to the ability to trust her own opinion, to trust whether she thought it was good before anybody else thought it was good, right? It's rebuilding the trust with yourself, rebuilding the belief in yourself and your self-worth. And so what we did is we worked through some processes. I took her through some processes with NLP and with matrix therapies, and we worked to gain her power back. We helped rebuild her self-worth and started to allow her to trust herself again. And now what I love about what she does is that she stopped caring about what everyone else thinks. So she has some key people that she looks to for feedback, not for approval. It's a big, big, big difference, right? So now she always checks with herself first. Is she happy with it? Does she love it? Is she really excited about it? Is she proud of it? If the answer is a yes, then she puts it out to the world. She doesn't look to other people for that approval. And she's stopped constantly like she what she used to do is actually ask like 10 to 15 different people for their opinion before she took action now can you imagine what that would be like like I'm not sure if that's something that you do but gaining information from 15 different people is only more confusing right and when we don't trust our own beliefs and we don't trust ourselves to make that opinion or to have an opinion about something or to believe that it's okay and believe that it's good enough then that's only going to create so much more overwhelm and stress right and exhaustion my god asking so many people so she actually stopped doing that and started to ask herself first and then putting it out there and, and gaining some feedback from key people that she knew were going to give her that constructive feedback that was going to be supportive of her journey. And then she also stopped saying yes to everything. She got comfortable saying no. She knew that she could uncover. And the main question that she asks herself now is, what's this costing me? Because every time she said yes to something, she realized that she was putting her own needs last. And she realized that she was actually putting off her dreams. She was putting off everything that she wanted to create for her business because she didn't have time because she was doing all the things for everybody else. Right? So it's so empowering. We take that power back. And I want to share with you some of the key things that we needed to do to uncover that, because there are often, like I said before, some experiences that we've had in our lives that have 
proven to us that it's not safe to share our opinion, that if we share our opinion or we say no, right, a similar thing, right? If we say if someone asks us to do something and we say no, then we may have been rejected or we may have had love taken away from us in that circumstance. And so we need to uncover the real root cause or the reason why we people please. And so for a couple of my my clients, so I've worked this through with a couple of different clients, the reason or the core experience came down to when they were children and they had experiences with their primary caregiver. It was a mother or a father. When they voiced their opinion and expressed themselves, a parent or a primary caregiver actually took love away. So they actually just didn't respond, turned away and went and did something else instead of actually acknowledging them and accepting them for who they are and praising them for who they are. So that was one key component. The other one was where they didn't allow them to do to do activities or do um, the parent would actually always take over the activity that they were doing because they thought that they could do it better. And so then even though that w- the, those words weren't said out loud, that created a belief in her that she believed that she wasn't good enough to do the action or to, to take the action on that, or she wasn't smart enough to do that certain thing. So it actually created this belief in her that no matter what she did, wasn't good enough. And so when we're able to really uncover those deep-seated beliefs and those core, those root causes, the reasons why we do it, then like that may be the root cause. And then there's been multiple experiences after that fact to prove that belief right. And so it becomes a part of our identity. And so then we identify with being a people pleaser. So really, really fascinating as a coach to be able to really uncover that for someone, but then to be able to shift it so they can move past it and overcome it is absolutely phenomenal. That's why I freaking love what I do. So here's some key things we need to, so I want to give you some really key tips on how to uncover uh, and how to work through and overcome the people pleasing tendencies. So the first one is taking the time to decide before committing to anything. So A lot of the time people pleasers will be asked something, they'll have a request come through, someone will say, hey, can you do this for me? And the automatic response is yes. So what I would challenge you to do is to create a buffer between the request and the response. So take the time. So whether it's like you say to the say to the person, hey, can I get back to you? Or I'll have to check my diary or whatever it is, just to give yourself some space to be able to then make the decision and make it clearly. So take the time to decide. And the main thing you want to consider is just like my client said before, what is this costing me? When you start to uncover what it's costing you, you need to decide for yourself, is it worth it? Because you get to choose. And I don't want you to factor in the other person's feelings. This is a key, key component because the first thing you're probably going to want to do is go, but I don't want to upset them. I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want them to hate me. They are not going to hate you. And if you say no to one thing and, you know, start with the small things first to build up your confidence, to build up your competency, to be able to say no. But please know that if the relationship is only one sided and it's reliant on you saying yes to everything, it's not a true relationship. So you need to decide whether you whether it's worthwhile you investing all of your time, energy and effort into somebody who's not willing to invest their time, energy and effort in reciprocating that for you. So this is where you get to take your power back. So practice saying no. Start small. It's like, hey, do you want a coffee? No, thanks. Hey, can you pass the sauce? Sorry, can't reach it. You know, don't go out of your way to do things. 
just as you start to build that confidence in saying no, I know they're really random examples, but start really small, right? Start small, practice saying no. Reframe communication. So allow yourself to know that you can communicate your needs in a polite and respectful way that does not create confrontation. And try to shift your thoughts around every interaction being a confrontation. It doesn't have to be like that. When you know your values and you know what's important to you and you value yourself, it is much, much easier to be able to stand your ground and say, no, this is not on. And I'm going to communicate my needs. And no matter what the other person says, it doesn't matter because your opinion matters more than anything. You must believe in your own opinion. You must believe in yourself first before, and you must value yourself first before anybody else is going to value you. It's got to start with you. That's why we need to stop that looking outside of ourselves and start valuing ourselves. So how we do that is we start to give ourselves the recognition and the validation that we need every step of the way. So anything that you create, anything that you finish, anything that you accomplish, rather than moving on to the next thing, take the time to actually acknowledge yourself for what you've been able to achieve. So it might be taking a moment to reflect and just go, wow, I got through that. Wow, I'm so good at doing that. Like, honestly, I really am so proud of what I've been able to create. I didn't give up. I pushed through. I challenged myself. Every step of the way, I was able to support myself and back myself to get this task finished. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, honestly, sometimes we think that when we talk to ourselves in that way, it can come across a bit pompous or like we're a bit cocky. But honestly, you need to value yourself first. And that is true self-love. When you're able to back yourself, when you'll be able to value your own opinion above anybody else's, because often when we people please, we're actually valuing other person's opinion above our own. Does that, is, is that landing for you? Like that fascinates me because I'm just like, it flabbergasts me to the point where no one else's opinion should matter more than your own. And I don't mean that in a rude way, in the way that, Everybody else's opinion doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you should value your own thoughts. You should value what's important to you first before you take on somebody else's opinion. So once that has sunk in, I would challenge you to come up with a couple of different ways that you can start to implement these new strategies because your people pleasing is a strategy that you've been playing out, which gained a certain result. And at the moment, you're probably thinking it's probably not the best result. So if you want to create something different, you've got to do something different. So work out which strategy you're going to put into place first. Is it you're going to take the time to make decisions? Is it going to value your own opinion first? Is it going to be allow yourself to give yourself the approval and recognition before you ask anybody else's opinion? Or is it saying no? Either one of them is a really great place to start. And uncovering the root cause is also a really good place to start because having that awareness around, okay, so that's why I do that. And yet, even though that's something that happened for me, I'm able to take the lesson from it and change the way I want to be and change the way that I interact in the world. So uncovering that and working with a coach to uncover that would also be really beneficial. And if you need support with that, I'm here. So please feel free to reach out. Now, I just want to touch on 
towards the end of the podcast asking for help because they seem to be very intrinsically connected in the way that people who struggle with people pleasing also then get to a point where they then struggle to ask for help. And then this is not everybody though. Like I just want to point out that not everyone who have who has people pleasing tendencies also struggle to ask for help. It's not the case, but there is a high percentage of people that struggle with both. So one, we need to reframe what it means to ask for help because sometimes we'll have a belief system around what asking for help means. And it could be based on experiences we've had as a child, experiences where we've maybe seen a parent never ask for help and that was that stoic strength and we saw a strength in them. And then we decided, well, if we're going to be strong, we're not going to ask for help. And that can only go so far, right? So it's we need to be able to shift and change the belief around what asking for help means. And this was something that I've definitely worked through because I have always been, always saw myself as a high achiever and always would be very independent and very focused on doing things that I needed to do and do it all myself. Now, if I want to grow my business, I need people to help me, right? I can't do it all myself. You can only scale with your one person. You cannot, you cannot scale very far without in allowing other people into your business. So learning to ask for help has been something that I have definitely worked through and reframing it around the fact that if I want to go far, I need people to support me and need people and I need to ask for help and need to be aware that I don't know everything. I'm not excellent at absolutely everything. Like having that self-awareness is to go cool. Like this is where my weaknesses is. This is where my strength is. And I'm going to lean into my strength and focus on what I'm good at. And I'm going to delegate those things that I'm not so great at. And learning to ask for help was a really big shift in that for me. So how can you reframe the meaning of what it means to ask for help? And then how can you start to ask for help in a way that is polite and respectful to start to welcome people into your world to support you? And I want to point out that every time that you give as a people pleaser, when you're giving your time, your effort, your energy, and you're supporting someone else and someone asks you to do something and you give, it usually gives you a feel good feeling unless you've gotten to the point where you're resentful. (laughs) But usually it gives you a good feeling, right? People love to give. It's the reason why we have philanthropy in this world. It's the reason why we have, why contribution is a huge part of our core needs, right? So if we want to give, we know, sorry, if we want to get, we need to allow other people to give. And so giving them the opportunity to give and feel good about that is not taking anything away from them. You're actually giving them the gift of being able to give. That's a lot of gives in one sentence, but think about what you get when you give. And if you're not asking for help, you're not actually allowing other people to feel that. You're not actually giving the people opportunity to support you. And a lot of the time, People pleasers almost, um, they don't see that people do want to help because they've created this belief around it that they're a people pleaser or that they are always giving and nobody ever gives back and no one appreciates them. And so when someone actually does, we often delete it and distort it. Like our brain actually filters it out and we don't necessarily see, we don't acknowledge it. And so usually these people are such giving people that when we ask for help, people want to help because you've always given, right? Now, this is not always going to be the case. So I just want to point out that as we start to change these behaviors and we start to ask for help, we start to change the people-pleasing behaviors and we start to speak our opinion, we start to say no, you may experience a little bit of pushback. So I just want to, this is like the caveat that goes with this. 
Please don't use that as a reason to not move through it. The reason why you're experiencing a little bit of pushback is because you have been a certain way with people around you for a certain amount of time. And so in their point of view, in their perspective, that's the way you normally respond, right? So when you do something different, they're going to be like, oh, this is weird. That's different. Hang on a minute. And they may have relied on you for a really long time. They may have expected so much from you from a really long time. So when you start to do something different, they're not going to know what to do with themselves, right? So you may experience a little bit of pushback. And that might may be a little bit uncomfortable to begin with. But I really want to implore you to stand strong. Stand strong in that. Remind yourself of how important this is. Value your self-worth. Work through it and know that it's just a new behavior that you need to get better at. Okay. And the same with the opposite. It's an interaction that will change. If you want to change those relationships, you've got to do something different. But then also there's this almost adjustment period. Okay. It's probably the best way to put it. There's a little adjustment period for both you and the other person, that other party, right? So it may be a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit awkward at first. You give your opinion and they don't know what to say because you're don't ever do that. And that's just, you're like, oh, okay. That's not what I think. I think this. And please don't take that on board as a rejection. It's not a rejection. It's a different way of communicating. So this is where you now get to start to train the people in your life how to treat you differently. So if you've been unhappy with certain ways in the past, this is where you get to voice your opinion, share with them how that made you feel and how you would like them to treat you instead in a respectful and polite way right? We don't have to create a confrontation. It's just communicating. And it's all in the tone of your voice, right? So if you notice that your voice is really high pitched and you're like breathing really fastly and then you're, um, fastly, you're breathing really fast and you're stressing out and like you can feel it in your energy, then people aren't going to know what to do. But if you're calm, you're collected and you may need to practice this, but you express your opinion you say yes or no, whatever it is that you're choosing, and you're choosing it right for you, then allow the space, allow the, the dust to settle, and then allow the other person to respond and know that their response means nothing to do with you. It has no reflection on who you are as a person. It's just their opinion. Okay. If you need to work through that, there's a whole other episode that I did about fear of judgment and around people's opinions. So other people's opinions are none of your your business. But you need to stand your ground, remind yourself of the value of your own opinion and continuously support yourself with building your self-worth through backing yourself, showing up for yourself and honoring and approving and validating and recognizing your own hard work. It is a journey, but I'm here to support you. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can connect with me on socials. You can connect with me via my website, email me, whatever it is that you feel that you need support with, please let me know. I hope this has supported you in uncovering and shining a light on people pleasing and helps you to create a whole different experience in life that you actually enjoy. So have an amazing week and I'll speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.